Hello, human family. I'm Jocelyn, and I am grateful you're here. Welcome to the Starting with Gratitude podcast. This is a safe space intended to host heart-centered conversations exploring all topics of the human and spiritual experience. Every conversation starts with gratitude and remains rooted in gratitude. After you listen, make sure to join the community by subscribing and sharing. I am so happy you have joined us. Hello, Shade. Hey, what's up? How is your spirit doing in this moment? Oh, that's a good one. Um, it's, I'm doing good. I'm, I'm very relieved for the holidays, not going to lie. I felt like this year was like never ending. <laughs> so um, I did my last job of the year like last week. And so finally being able to like put my life at a pause and like see my loved ones and be a human again is exciting. I feel like, you know, from the outside looking in, it seems like you had a very busy year. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like once you wrapped up your last set, it like all kind of hit you is like, oh my goodness, you know, this is the year that I had. I'm, I'm really done. And you started reflecting. Do you feel like it's kind of hit you? Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of. I feel like I kind of do that after every set. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'm kind of doing it. And then like three days will go by and I'm like, wow, I'm not doing anything. I need to be back on set. I miss being on set. <laughs> it's just like an endless cycle. <laughs> but with this past set specifically, I was like, oh, wow. Like it was a, it was really fun. Cause it was like a kid show and it was all my friends on the job. And like, I got to like tap into like some new creative direction specifically with lighting. And so like I had fun. So I was like, this is a nice way to end up the year. Like I want to end it on a good note and I'm not going to think about all the work stuff until the next year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You deserve it. Before we continue to unfold this conversation, I'm going to ask you to share with us what it is that you feel grateful for. Oh, okay. So I'm glad that this was a prompt, not going to lie, because anyone who knows me, they know that I'm very, corny in the sense where uh, I'm grateful for everything and I'm always telling people that I'm always letting people know especially like with the pandemic too I feel like uh, life is so fleeting right now so it's just like important to tell the people you love and the things that you care about like giving them their flowers let me see what I wrote down oh yeah so I think the first thing I thought of was um, how incredibly grateful I am for my community like I'm a very community community first person and I was just thinking past on this this whole year these past few years and I really wouldn't be here without my friends my family my crew my mentors uh my mentees too they keep me going as well and so like it's it's really just a family affair it's a group effort like I wouldn't be here without them and like that's something I try to let everybody know every day (laughs) um uh to uh I'm very incredibly grateful to do what I love for a living I like can't even stress that enough like I never I I think like five years ago I would have been like oh I'm not gonna do that for a living (laughs) it's not gonna be my life and so sometimes I still gotta pinch myself that like I don't know that I'm excited to go to work and I'm challenged as a creative and I get to do with my loved ones too thankful for my family's health during these times that's a big one everybody's safety and then I put thankful to be black (laughs) which is also another top priority (laughs) beautiful I love that thank you for sharing and I'm glad that gratitude is something that's naturally a part of your way of being because I agree that it's just so important to always be just in that state of gratitude and expressing gratitude especially during these times yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'll do this like after every set, like I will go and talk to every single person that's like under my crew specifically and thank them and let them know like what I saw on set. Cause I think like stuff like that could really change people's lives and also stressing like what they could do better the next time as well. And like, I was thinking about this earlier too. It's like, it's not really about who you know, it's about the meaningful connections you make with people. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I've been like setting like intention for myself like this this whole past year and this next year like who are the people in my life and how are they shaping me and how am I moving with intention I'm really big on intention Mm -hmm. how did that reflection come up for you and thinking about how it's not necessarily who you know 
or about who you know, but more so about the meaningful connections that you have? It's really just LA culture, you know, like there's so much pressure to like, oh, I know this person. Oh, I did this with this and da, 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 da. And it's like, especially in my specific life, like I meet so many people and I work with so many people like big or small names, but it's like, at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean shit if you didn't have a like lasting connection or impression or collaboration with them, you know what I mean? And so I feel like that's just really important to like set intentions for yourself because it's so easy to get caught up in like all the hoo-ha, I don't know how to even explain it. And I think it jades your craft. Whereas if you are thinking about intention behind your art and the people that you're collaborating with, it just shows up in the work and it just makes the work all the more better. I love, you already are coming off like a very intentional, reflective person. And I'm curious to ask, I'm curious to ask now if you have like a specific ritual or routine before going on set or or when you wrap up a set do you have like a specific ritual that you go by Mm, yes (laughs) okay so I'm very big on um not appearances but like how I present myself because it's like I am the big boss of like (laughs) my department and other departments as well and so choosing the right outfit is always like a big it's like a small thing but it's like a big thing for me I I have this really weird niche thing where I always need to wear a t-shirt with like a black icon on it so like anyone who's worked with me on set they know like I'll wear like a Whitney Houston or a Prince or uh, (laughs) I was wearing Lauryn Hill the other day uh, Basquiat things like that because it just became like a random like unintentional thing where it just helped me feel grounded that like all these black legends are looking over me as I'm like carrying out my own creative endeavors and like music is big for me too like I will like I have a like a go-to set playlist there's some baby keem on there for sure (laughs) (laughs) specifically boo man there's uh, there's a line that says like I'm sexy and blessed and I'll just blast out of my ears on the way to set and it just will like hype me up because it's like I want to I want to like enter set with a good energy and like also a cup of coffee also helps me as well so (laughs) Mm -hmm. I love that how have you dealt with like energetic hygiene because I feel like being on set you're meeting you know new kinds of people every time you're on a new set you're surrounded by a whole team of people everyone is coming into this with their own energies and aren't always like stepping into it you know everyone's just feeling different so how have you managed or evolved as you've grown through this industry making sure that you yourself aren't taking on other people's energies or mm-hmm. taking things personally. How has that been for you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's a really big, big thing for me specifically. Cause I notice, like I get, I get stressed when other people are getting stressed by a situation and taking out on other people. And so like this happened with a few people that I've hired in the past. And usually I'll just let, I'll just communicate that like, Hey, I didn't like how you reacted um, to this certain experience like how can we make it better how can I support you how can I make you feel less stressed and I feel like that's all we can really do as a department head is like communication and like making sure your crew has what they need like I'll do this with my department heads all the time like if they're feeling overwhelmed on a job I'll ask them like how can I support you like what else can I do for you what where are you struggling so I can have like a clear understanding but it's also like not blaming yourself for everything because there are certain like nuanced experiences that like is really just not your fault <laughs> and you you can't you can't let that bring down your craft specifically so like sometimes it's just like finding ways to cope with your crew as well I've noticed that that has happened a lot but I try to communicate I try to keep calm I try to be patient sometimes you, like you never know like what someone else is going through in their own world and so I try to kind of be like a vessel <laughs> to protect that <laughs> and make people feel safe to like communicate their feelings too about a situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, before we transition out of speaking on this, I want to ask for those that are listening and are perhaps inspired by your work are also wanting to be in the same field and, you know, might have just moved to LA or thinking about coming to LA Mm -hmm. and you touched on or we touched on relationships and that's just really a huge part of not only your industry but every industry it really it really is important to foster relationships and more so like you said meaningful relationships yeah you becoming aware of this and and setting the intention to 
hold more space for that? How do you intend to foster more meaningful relationships moving forward? And your response will serve as a word of advice for others. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I would say like how I kind of help foster that is a lot with like my organizing work. So I work with uh, this organization called Made in Her Image. And it's basically like an educational tool for young black and brown girls to learn about filmmaking. Like that's all that it is. And that's all that it needs to be. There's no like weird agenda or anything. Like it's really just creating space and community and like a platform for folks to learn. Cause like I know how hard it was to get access to gear (laughs) when I was coming up. And like, I don't, I don't want to promote that idea of like gatekeeping in the industry and gatekeeping around gear and like, how I approach my projects and stuff like that and so we've done like a few workshops I taught like a cinematography class Um, we're trying to do more more in-person stuff we did a lot of like in-person events before COVID but now it's just like so crazy but that's kind of like been a big part of my process even before I started like professionally DPing like creating I threw art shows with my friends when I was in college and like uh, even though we had no idea what that looked like or how that works uh, we still were doing it because it's like I've always just been a very community driven person and so even like uh, when I meet people now and they reach out to me and they're like oh let's get coffee like I I don't try to just get coffee and like not have any next steps you know what I mean like if someone's saying hey Shade, I am struggling with this like what do you know about this? I'll send them a contact. I'll send them a resource. I'll point them in the right direction because it's like, especially with like black and brown folks specifically, like we got to look out <laughs> for each other. And sometimes I treat myself as like a, a dictionary because I just have all the people in my mind, but it's like, sometimes people just don't know each other exists. So like, it's like connecting the dots really. And I feel like that's the funnest part about what I do, honestly. I feel like you've had sure. such a successful year this year. Would you say that this year has been the most successful for you professionally? Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. (laughs) Everything happened really fast. This year and last year was kind of like, it felt like last year and this year kind of felt like one long year. Um, Ever since I got signed, like my career has just been, and it's happened so fast, but I'm so glad to have like such a really dope team of agents like they really support me and they've helped me through some really hard instances and they've helped me learn a lot and push me to get out of my comfort zone and so like um having a good team has helped me kind of stay grounded do you feel like that is what has contributed to you having such a successful year is essentially you being signed um not necessarily i've like told a lot of dps this too like getting signed isn't the end all be all one you don't want to be thrown into an experience that you're not ready for and two like half of being signed is like being able to bring in your own work and so like I was working before I got signed but like (laughs) all the money stuff I was just like trying to make sense of and uh my agents really taught me a lot about that and like being able to price myself and like really fine-tuning my website like that changed my life as well like the first meeting I had with my agent she was like so this is what you're gonna have to do. And I was like, thank you, because I have been looking at this website and refreshing it like 20 times. I don't know what I'm doing. And so it's really just like a guide, but also like, it's so important for like upcoming DP specifically to know that they need to establish themselves before that conversation so that when they're thrown into it, they're ready. Um, and so that's what I do with my mentees a lot. Like I'll have them send me their website or send me their reels and I'll give them feedback so that when that conversation does happen, they are prepared for that. What would you say is one of the most valuable pieces of information that you've gained from being signed or from having that representation or that assistance backing you and and assisting you in your growth? I would say like knowing your worth and also like uh, don't take a job unless you're excited about the creative. That's like something that Gersh is really big on is like only picking up projects that are like meaningful for you or like picking up projects with intention, even if it isn't specifically for the creative, like how is it going to invest in your future moving forward? And so before I was just kind of like, because I was young, you know, like before I got signed, I was like, oh, I want to do everything because I can do everything. I got time. I got gear. Like, but now it's like in this next chapter of my life, I've been able to move with intention and only pick up work that I connect with. And like, that's an even more cathartic feeling because then it kind of helps prevent burnout specifically. Like I've, I've told so many people like, oh, I'm, I'm done for the rest of the year. They're like, what? you're done for the rest of the year. Yes, I am. <laughs> Cause I feel like I did everything I needed to do this year. And like, that should be okay. Like we shouldn't feel like we need to go boom, boom, boom all the time. You know, mm-hmm. how would you describe this season of your life? Constantly evolving. I think, cause I'm still, you know, I had a very successful year, even though I've 
done xyz it's like i'm not at the end i'll be all <laughs> you know what i mean and i feel like that's what a lot of people have been putting that pressure on me lately like oh Shade, you've made it and, da, 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 da. and i'm like well i'm just getting started you know like there's still so much to do and there's so much to learn and there's so many new experiences to live and so like that's kind of like how i've been moving recently like i i'm not in a rush to do anything too you know like Everyone's like, when, when are you going to get that next show? When are you going to shoot that feature? I'm like, I'm going to do it when I'm ready. And I'm going to do it when it's a project that I really care about. You know, I'm not in a rush. I love what I'm doing right now. And I'm doing it with the people I love. And like, I, I'm good. Like, <laughs> there's no rush for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. How about the season that you're transitioning out of? Mm -hmm. How would you describe that season that you're in no longer? Mm -hmm naive like I was so I don't know how to explain it. I was just very naive like one to two years ago like I was just very like oh like are they still gonna want to work with me if I price this way or like are they even gonna like my ideas like stuff like that like little things like that I would like be kind of like self-sabotage and like um as soon as I like kind of snap like my life changed and my process changed and I was like much more confident when I would like pitch ideas to directors or like when I would negotiate camera budgets or lighting budgets, you know what I mean? Like being able to, like when people know that you're confident in yourself and your ideas, like <laughs> it's so much easier for them to get privy to it. And so like being able to uh, overcome that has meant a lot to me because I was definitely an introvert when I first started and now I'm like extra energy. I don't know how it happened. <laughs> Yeah, just really coming into your confidence of what it is that you bring to the table. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, success from, you know, my own experience and from what I've witnessed in others is an adjustment. Mm -hmm. When you are beginning to manifest your dreams and you're coming into environments that you haven't, you know, walking into rooms you haven't been before, but you are definitely worthy of being in. How would you say the success that you've experienced this year has been an adjustment for you? I think I'm still not used to like working with people I admire. <laughs> it kind of gets scary sometimes because like, uh, I don't know, like I was very big on uh, locking myself in a room and watching films all day. And so like being able to like work with these directors and these artists and these production companies that made all of the work that I grew up like watching and taking in has been like pretty surreal. And I'm like, just trying to stay cool and be like, okay, I'm here for a reason. Sometimes it's like kind of scary. Cause I'm like, oh, like, I don't know. What if this is too soon? Or what if I'm not ready? Like, da, 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 da. and like, I just have to like, it's that confidence thing again. Like I got to pinch myself and be like, Shada, you're here for a reason. You made it this far for a reason. Things are happening so fast for a reason. Like be easy on yourself. And I feel like something that I struggle with personally is like visibly I am a young 22 year old black woman doing what I do and it is not normal and people are still getting used to it and a lot of people have a lot to say and <laughs> it gets to my head sometimes and like I don't know ultimately it's like my passion and like my excitement for film got me this far and like I can't I can't let that be like the determining factor of my downfall you know what I mean like I need to stick with what I know and like what I love and how is your success you know, we touched on adjustments, but how has it transformed you as a person? I think in my own personal life, like being a boss, <laughs> I don't explain it. Like being a boss has just made me very communicative. Like I, I was just very big on boundaries, very big on communication, very big on like talking about things when they happen. And that's literally what I have to do with producers all the time. That's literally what I have to do with crew all the time. And so like, um, I think it's, it's it's made me a go-getter which is good and I like that sometimes it's a little too much in my personal life they're like Shade this is just it's a normal Sunday we don't gotta do all that <laughs> so it's like picking my battles too <laughs> yeah I wanted to ask if you know this transformation you've seen in yourself that is reflected in your work as you know mm -hmm. you saying you've become a better communicator and really setting those boundaries at work do you see that also you know, flow into your personal relationships and your friendships and, you know, partnerships. Mm -hmm. Yes, all the time, all the time. But it's it's good though, like, um, because I work so much, like, that's why I was talking about intentionality, like any free time that I have, 
goes towards my loved ones. And so like, if you're not with it, it's not gonna work. You know what I mean? <laughs> and thankfully a lot of my friends specifically, um, they're people that I work with or they're people who are still like kind of in the artist realm. And so they understand and we are on the same page in terms of communication. And like, that's why I love my friend groups, all black queer women specifically. And they push me to be like the best version of myself and to challenge myself in that realm as well. Not just like to do it in work. <laughs> mm-hmm. How about as like an artist, artists how would you say that you've transformed as an artist this year um I think in a more technical like perspective I I know my shit (laughs) which is good (laughs) like I get I I before I was just like very new to like camera specific like I came up more in lighting um and camera is still stuff that I'm like catching up on and so like the past year I've learned a lot more about glass and like how different glass can tell very different stories. And so like, um, and that was all like given to me by rental houses, like supporting me on smaller projects and letting me play with new, like new unconventional glass or letting me come into like Panavision to do a lens test. Like things like that really like changed my personal life. Cause it's like, wow, these people care about what I have to say and they're willing to invest time and resources and gear into me. Like that changed my life. And so I think as I progress in my career, like what makes being a DP so exciting is like there's so much gear like evolving and new gear coming out and new technology coming out new sources coming out that we we're always gonna have room to challenge ourselves and to play and like I don't know it's, it's just going it's a gift that keeps giving I guess <laughs> yeah if you had like a dream set expansive budget what would be on the list of like the gear that you would want to bring on Oh, oh my God. So I tested, oh my God. I tested these lenses at Panavision. They're called the C-Series and they're anamorphic lenses. And um, they're just like incredibly warm on dark skin tones and like incredibly soft too. And like, that's a very strong like visual direction I do with a lot of my narrative stuff specifically. And I just like fell in love with the glass and then they told me the numbers and I was like, this is not gonna happen for a while. (laughs) So I would love to shoot a film on that glass specifically. Hopefully one day I told them, like I was leaving, I was like, I'm come back for that glass and y'all know I'm gonna come back it's not gonna be now but it's gonna happen soon and so like (laughs) that's like fingers crossed that's so cool that that's definitely a a realm of work and art that I'm not fluent in so I'm sure there's so much to learn when it comes to just cinematography overall and all the gear that there is and I mean, you're all you've you've done lighting, you've done DP. What would you say is um, your favorite workflow or like, do you have a favorite behind the camera of what it is that you're working on? I think my favorite part of cinematography specifically is like the idea of fruition. Like when you get a script or you get a deck and uh I like to propose like questions for myself. Like, what am I trying to say? How, what can I bring to the table with my work specifically? What glass do I envision this in? Um, What is the motivation for my key in this scene? Stuff like that, you know? And that gets me, that gets me, that gets me hot. That gets me excited. I love pre-production. I love watching movies for inspo. I love looking through like references. I love making pitch decks. I love watching lens tests. Like it's all, it's all the, it goes back to intentionality. Like I love, the research that goes into filmmaking and the idea building. I love shot list meetings. Like <laughs> any director that's worked with me, they know I I don't care what is going on in the world. I will give you my whole day, my whole week to just sit with you and talk to you about the script. And so like, I feel like that has been the best part of my process. And then when you're on set or when you're talking to your crew about the creative, like you have it all figured out, you know, like you spent that time, you put in that work, you know, and then it gets everybody else excited about the project or on the same page and they know right away because you were very strong with your communication and your pre-production so like I think that's like my favorite part like I love just I put like I love pitching for projects and like it's I'm a Leo too it's like the chase you know I get so excited about that too (laughs) and then when I get it I'm like okay like my ideas paid off like the time spent paid off and like nothing beats that feeling of all the sets that you were on this year and all the productions that you were a part of which you know really really touched you and impacted you and and was very Mm -hmm. transformative for you oh my god so 
There's two actually. The first one was the short film that I shot. It's called Sonia Dora. It literally was a dream project. Like literally a dream. I don't even know how to explain it because if you know me specifically, like I'm big on like magical realism. Like I love Michelle Gondry, but I've always wanted to make it black <laughs> specifically. And so one day it was like early this year, I get a message from this production company. They're like, oh, we have a few scripts for this program that we're doing. I'd love to send you a few, right? I'm reading through all these scripts and they're all incredible stories, but there's just this one that like speaks out to me. And it's about this young Caribbean woman who sacrifices leaving her family, leaving her hometown to pursue her dream of dance and come to America and pursue what would be quote unquote, the American dream. And I was like, damn, this is my life. This is my life. And it's like, I get to play with magical realism and the director looks like me. Like it was all just blessings on blessings on blessings. And I met with this director too, but I was like, damn, like maybe she's not going to like me. I prepared like a pit, a little small pitch, you know, um, I had a few ideas glowing, but I like, it was such a quick turnaround when we had that meeting that I didn't have like a full deck, but I had some ideas and I was like, damn, like, I don't think she's going to like me. Like, I'm not ready. Like, I hope this is okay. Then we're meeting and we're just talking. We're talking for hours, like literally hours on the zoom call. It was supposed to be like a 30 minute call. We're talking for hours. And then She's like, oh, so like, do you want to do it? I'm like, do you want me? Like, <laughs> it was like, it was so funny because it was like, she was like, do you want to do it? And I was like, do you want me? And it was like, just like so in sync. And like, she felt the same way about me. And it was like, just that instant connection. And like, nothing beats that instant connection. And that translated in the work too. Like we were... I need to make like a little post about some of the BTS we did. Like we literally were in, there's a lot of like dance sequences specifically in this project. We're in my living room, just like <laughs> blocking and having fun on Artemis and like testing things out and like shot listing for, like we shot listed for days because we wanted every shot to count. And like what I loved about working with Stacy was like, she doesn't just want to shoot for coverage. She wants every frame, every shot progression to make sense and to have meaning. And like, that's, that's everything I dreamed of, you know, watching Spike and Ernest Dickerson's like collaboration, watching Ava and Kira, like Ava and Bradford too, like every shot has meaning and purpose. And like, that was just like that experience. I was like, I never thought I would get for like a while, honestly, because I just hear so much about that DP director dynamic and then it just happened. And I was like, okay, this is surreal. And it's like a story that I really care about. And then when it came out, like the response was just like, so cathartic too because there were so many other people that related to the story so it was just like it kept it kept it was another gift that kept giving it was growing and growing and growing and like ultimately that's like the experiences that I want my work to have for it to be intentional for it to have meaning for it to start conversations for it to have like other people feel seen by the story specifically and hopefully that gets made into a feature <laughs> but we'll see we'll see but regardless it was like just such a great short film experience um and that's something I'll remember for a long time for sure for sure and the other experience the other oh, side yes 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 and then the other side I shot this series for Nike it was called come through um and it was just like, it was just such a beautiful project. It was like when remote shooting was getting introduced. And I like had never remote done remote shooting before, like ever, like ever. But it was like the process, the creative behind it was like a lighting approach that I was very privy to. So I was like, okay, I can do this over Zoom. It was like, not a problem. But the creative behind it was very inspiring because it was basically kind of like Talking Heads series that... Um, talks about different social issues through the lens of Black women specifically. Um, and it was all about visibility, but also like adding, adding like sincerity to the things that concern us, the issues that concern us. And so um, everyone behind the scenes mainly were like Black women too, like they're Black women directors, Black women colors, Black women editors, um, which was really dope to see too, because it was like, I just felt incredibly seen. And then the creative team on that too was just very, very much so like allies and supportive of like everything we had to say and like, wanted to uplift our voice specifically and so being able to work on a series like that was really empowering too and also just helped me like tackle another technical kind of hardship of remote shooting because that was that's pretty crazy I had like walkies on my phone I had like two, I had two computers set up and then we were shooting four different stages every episode and then we were working with like different talent schedules and stuff like that so I literally would be on the computer at this desk like all day for like 10, 10 hours or something like that. Just like going to making sure everything is good, making sure someone's sitting up the right way, making sure the framing's looking good, the colors are looking good. Um, but it was definitely like that was like another experience that really like helped me hone in on communication too. Cause mm -hmm. 
it's like inevitably you're working with different crews there's going to be different communication levels and so like being very transparent about my pre-production materials really helped like I had uh, very specific overheads, very specific shot lists, shot references. Um, I had, I made sure that everybody had them before we rolled up to set type thing. And so like, um, that was an interesting challenge as well, but also just like a great intentional experience as well. Yeah, I can definitely see how doing something remote like that definitely requires you to (laughs) have good communication because there's that extra added layer of like, you know, Yep. yep. That distance and yeah, things can get mixed up if it's not all like set and ready to go. Yep, exactly. That's amazing. That's awesome. You touched on this earlier in the conversation and I want to briefly touch on this. You know, how has it been for you being, you know, so young and in these spaces and um, you mentioning earlier that, you know, there's Uh, people in the industry who aren't used to seeing a young black DP like in her game doing her thing what has been most sobering for you about that about you being that woman that person Mm -hmm. in those shoes I think it's like a lot of pressure sometimes because of like the whole social media aspect and like I just like get a lot of not pushback specifically, but just like people think that I'm like, I'll talk. And like, I just post pictures of the camera and that's all I do. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And then you work with me and they're like, uh, some people be shocked and they're like, oh, she is the shit. And I'm like, things like backhanded as hell. But um, social media just kind of, it just is such a weird gateway. Sometimes it's helped my work uh, been put in the hands of some incredible people for sure. But then also some horrible people and some people who have their own stigmas against me and who I am and what I do. And like, for me, like I, I grew up as a Tumblr kid. Like <laughs> I was on Tumblr. I was, I was spending way too long on my Tumblr HTML trying to make it look cute. Like I was definitely always like an internet person just because like I grew up in a small town suburban there weren't many black people where I came from like the internet has always just been kind of like a form of escapism for me because there would be other black kids across the globe that related to some weird obscure shit that I had to say you know I don't know so it's, it's been interesting like social media has made it interesting but I've just kind of made my due diligence to be in person more like going to events like being more connected with people you know because especially with COVID and stuff it's like everything has been online and so like getting people to see how I work and see how I communicate and see how I move in person has like made it all the more better. But it's also like, it's just going to be something that's going to be thrown over my head for the end of time. (laughs) Like there are producers that have been fans of my work before and then they work with me and they've done like weird kind of things that feel kind of ageist and sexist. But it's like, ultimately it's like, I just got to keep doing me. I got to still move with that confidence. I still got to focus on what I'm here to do at the end of the day. And it's like to be a creative and to focus on the creative. And like the politics is something that will affect you for the rest of your life. A lot of my mentors, they still struggle with it. They tell me all the time. And like being able to at least have those people that you can turn to and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. Or like, what do you think about this? Like, what would you recommend? That always like kind of helps you feel grounded, like community first always for sure. You know, you being someone who is breaking these barriers and causing, you know, honestly, discomfort for people who Mm -hmm. have been in the industry for a long time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What are you proud of yourself for overcoming in some of those kind of, you know, strenuous or tense experiences that you've had on set? Mm. On or offset? On or offset. I would say like to not have an ego. Like, I'm so glad I don't have an ego. Like I killed that shit. Like, (laughs) when I was 14 (laughs) like um that has helped me be incredibly grounded like I know I don't know everything I know there are still so many experiences I have yet to live I know that um life is gonna keep pushing me and keep um challenging me you know and I don't know I just like don't I don't let it get to me (laughs) that's all I can say is like I don't let it get to me like and to realize that like a lot everyone's going through this in their own way you know like the industry of the industry of film specifically is so so superficial sometimes and it's like if you're grounded in yourself and you kill your ego right away and you know like 
ultimately here I all I'm like I joke about this all the time all I do is push a button isn't that's not what I all I do but at the end of the day that's all I do I push a button <laughs> and once you like I don't know kill that whole persona of like oh I'm doing this and I think I deserve this and I need to do this it's like all that kind of egotistical back and forth that I've seen in so many other DPs usually becomes like the start of their own downfall you know what I mean mm. like ultimately you should be thinking about how are you challenging yourself what did you learn from the last experience like how are you looking out for your crew and your community like that's such a big thing too. like leaving an impression on the people you work with, whether it's crew or it's producers or it's directors specifically, like you want to go out trying the best that you did or how do you, how do I say it? You want to try the, you want to be the best that you can be regardless of the instance. I think that's what I say. Like regardless of the politics, like even if I'm feeling down one day or I'm, I'm sometimes there's been times where I've had a bad day just because my own personal life and I've gone to set and I never showed that no one would ever know that XYZ happened to me or I'm feeling XYZ about XYZ you know what I mean and so like being able to just be your best self and be present for your crew is like such a big thing as well I'm glad you brought up the like the ego in this because I feel now that I think about it it really does all kind of boil down to entitlement if someone is triggered by your success or your gender identity or your age or whatever it is that they may yeah. feel triggered by ultimately i feel like part of it has to do with some sense of something that's going on yeah and it's like that's that's not for me to deal with you know and the sad reality is like i also try to like empathize with what people are going through you know like some people went through a lot to get where they are in the industry and so of course if they see this young fucking black girl who's <laughs> who's running shit like so young and so early they're gonna be triggered because it's like they've been through a lot and i empathize with that you know what i mean like i can't be mad about that this in this industry specifically has been systematically racist for so many years it still is mm -hmm. and that's just like something we all need to conquer as a community instead of taking it out on each other we need to work through it you know and work about work on how we're gonna dominate this industry as a collective you know instead of put each other against each other you know what i mean because ultimately like we're really just trying to fight the main oppressor and that's why people <laughs> but that's a different that's a different conversation topic <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, beautiful. I love that. I love your approach to life and how it unfolds for you. And I feel like that definitely is a contributor to the success that you've experienced. And I know that you've definitely worked hard and you definitely deserve the success you're experiencing now that you're going to continue experiencing. And I think that, you know, it's really beautiful that you're going through all of this at such a young age. And as the person that you are, because it's people like you who are going to really shift the industry and shift you know, what it is that ultimately the people receive when they see the screen, when they watch film. So thank you. So <laughs> you. In your bio on your website, there's something that I really love that is sentenced in there. And it says that you, um, your intention is to help people become proud of who they are, where they come from and what they believe in, like okay. through your work and through what you create. And I wanted to ask what films have done that for you. Mm, like films that other people have made? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Moonlight, top of the list. Like Moonlight helped me feel incredibly seen for so many different reasons, like not just sexuality, but like also family traumas that I was going through as well. Um, but the way it was captured was just like in such a beautiful, abstract way. And I feel like that's kind of what I wanted to incorporate into my own process is like to tell these real and authentic stories, but in an abstract form, you know, breaking down what reality looks to us and challenging what reality looks to us. And so like, that's why I'm really like drawn to magical realism specifically because films have always just been a form of escapism for me honestly since I was a kid like I, I grew up in white suburbia there was not many black kids and like what I would learn about black culture would be through films like point blank because I didn't grow up like around my black family specifically they were all in Belize like unable to come to America and so I was raised by my grandmother who's from South Africa and she married this white husband and they moved to <laughs> they moved to Palm Springs which is like the whitest of white places you could grow up in so like a lot of what I learned about myself and my identity was through films and I knew that I was different I knew that I didn't go through a lot of the same things that these other kids at private school went through you know what I mean and so like I realized that privilege in myself but I also 
realize that separation from others. And so like Moonlight, just when I saw that film, it changed me because it was like, wow, this is, this portrays the nuances of the experiences that I experienced as a kid, like moving around and coming from a broken home and (laughs) battling with sexuality and all of those nuanced experiences, but then also like how they took it into a magical realistic perspective too was just incredibly inspiring too. Like I've seen that movie probably more than a million times. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I have yet to see that film. And it, Ooh, it, it, <laughs> it's been on my list. I don't know why I haven't seen it already because I've heard such incredible things about it. And even just the clips that I've seen, it's just like the coloring, the just everything is so beautiful about it. Mm-hmm. I have to watch it, but I I love that you like immediately already had a film that was like, this is a film that has changed me. And and of course there are others, but that was like top of the list for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. How about like a a recent, has there been like a recent one that has like really, really touched you? Mm. Mm. Not really. I've been watching shows a lot recently. I watched this show called Love Life. Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. I think I've seen people talk about it on Twitter, but I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so it's on Prime and it basically talks about the nuances of falling in and out of love and the different kinds of love that we experience in our life. And that's like kind of just what I've been going through in my own personal life. Like I'm very much so an old soul and <laughs> I'm only like 22 and I'm like, can we just fast forward to the, the part where I find the love of my life and we drift <laughs> off into this? That's not how life works. So I was living, <laughs> I was definitely living vicariously through the show, but it was just like very real and raw. And the second season follows this up. Uh, black lead character and his different experiences of love and I just felt incredibly seen by like I don't know my own personal experiences dating in LA and like what that looks like mm-hmm. yeah I've, I've I've heard it but I haven't seen it yet I started watching yeah it's called Harlem on Amazon oh and- yes I watched that that was good <laughs> no was good. after the second episode I honestly had to stop watching it because I honestly got triggered by the two characters and what was what they had going on. And then they started playing Sade or uh, Snow Allegra. And <laughs> no, I was like, no, I, was like I gotta revisit this later because <laughs> my heart's a little too tender for this. Um, but I will say that I love um, Sylvie's love. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was incredible. incredible. Oh, good. So beautiful. That was really um, incredible experience. Yeah. You mentioning that growing up, you know, film, you know, was was <laughs> really what you connected with and what you saw yourself in and learned about yourself in many different ways. What's a film that really impacted you then? Like a film that you watch for your inner child that really brings you back to that time where you you fell in love with film and you felt seen. Mm -hmm. I'm a very big Spike Lee fan (laughs) so like I would watch like all of Spike's filmography type thing like it was like a personality trait where I was like I want to live in New York (laughs) I want to live in Brooklyn and experience all of these nuanced experiences um but uh, do the right thing was like that film for me like the first time I saw do the right thing I was like wow like this is this is the kind of films that I want to make I want to talk about social issues I want to challenge challenge white perspectives specifically and like make people uncomfortable and like just all of the politics that went around the making of that film and then the releasing of that film and even just the story in within the film like it just embodied everything that I wanted to uh, make with my personal like endeavors and like uh, Spike talks a lot about like the duality between African-Americans and Italian-Americans and like the how both communities are very similar, but also very, <laughs> very different at the same time. And like how the internalized racism within the community had shaped both communities. And like, that's kind of what I was experiencing in my own <laughs> personal life with Palm Springs. Like it was very just like privileged white people that I could not relate to, looked at me funny, <laughs> always had something to say about my hair, always had something to say about how I dressed, you know, and like that in film school that I would just was I was just taking notes off a spike and I started making films that made white people uncomfortable in film school I made like two or three films that were very specifically about race and that was very interesting (laughs) for sure I saw that you saw Spike Lee talk in a discussion last night I think yeah it was last night yeah how was that it was incredible um it was Spike and Ernest Dickerson who was shot like like most of like his beginning films and uh 
I mean, they inspired most of my visual language now. <laughs> like they have been on all my mood boards. And so like seeing them talk about their films and the, the stories behind the making of these films were just like very, very surreal. And like, I think my biggest takeaway was like, the importance of Black independent film and how it's going to be around regardless of whether people want it or not. Like hearing his stories about how regardless of what he was thrown at him or like how many people said no or how many people stalled posts on his films, like he he made it happen for himself because he was passionate about his stories and he knew that if he's going to tell Black stories, he's going to tell it the right way and it's not going to be, you know, a half-ass <laughs> experience. And like that's something that I feel I'm incredibly aligned with too. Like black independent film has always just been on my mission board. Like I don't want to shoot the next Star Wars. I'm not too keen on shooting the next Avengers. Like I always just wanted to make black independent films and like keep that culture going, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm curious to ask what your thoughts on Jordan Peele are. Oh, I love Jordan Peele's work actually. Uh, when Get Out came out, I was like, whoa nobody's doing this literally nobody's doing this and it was just like so crazy to see his career because he had like the comedic background and like then he just did a whole like 180 on everybody and changed his whole career path and like you could tell that that's something he wanted to do all along and now he's doing everything he wanted to do all along and it's bringing a new genre to black filmmaking specifically and I think that's that's incredible I have a couple last questions here. What stories do you feel aren't told enough on film? Mm, some there's so much. But recently I've been thinking about black romantic comedies um, because I am a very big sap for romantic comedies, like indie romantic comedies. Like I've probably seen all of them, like literally all of them on every streaming platform. So I was like running out of things to watch. And then also it's like I've been kind of tired of watching white people just like it's the same narrative of like this white dude who uh, he, he's obsessed <laughs> with this manic pixie dream girl, but she doesn't love him back right now. But at one point they had this incredible love <laughs> and he's still daunting on it. And like, that's the same story every single time. And I'm like, we need more black versions of this that aren't so corny and like superficial. You know what I mean? We can only take the same narrative like so many times. And it, sometimes it just becomes frustrating for me because it's like those films are so easily funded and picked up, whereas Black folks have to work like 10 times harder to even just get their script on a table. You know what I mean? And so like, that was like just in recent conversations just this week, I was like, I want to see more Black romantic comedies, like <laughs> more of us in love, <laughs> whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What What are like off the top, some like recommendations of rom-com indie films? I just watched this one film. What is it called? I just watched Comet. Comet was really good. And then I watched this one film. Uh, it's Andy Sandberg and Rashida Jones. What is it called? Um, it's like Jesse and something forever. But it was like, a. it's like, I love their chemistry in that film. It's because like, they all like made, <laughs> they all made like comedy content together. And so you just see that chemistry like in, within the film. And like, it follows like these two um, best friends who got married, got divorced, and they're still like best friends. And everyone's like, oh, this is not normal. But I was like, I incredibly relate. Cause I <laughs> like with my best friend that I fell in love with, whatever. Um, sometimes it's just like, why can't we just be best friends and like <laughs> enjoy that moment? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like really representing all stories is really important. You tweeted recently that 2022 will be the year of putting yourself first Mm. Mm. (laughs) yep yep do you feel like 2021 was a year where you could have put yourself first more yes 100 percent. and I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing like there was a lot going on like a lot (laughs) going on um but for me specifically like in this next chapter of my life. Yes, I'm a very, like I said, I'm a very community first person, but also like, I think in terms of like, even just like mental health or like taking time for myself has been like a big thing. Like I want to prioritize myself in that retrospect because it's so easy to get caught up in work or caught up in appearances or caught up in doing X, Y, Z, you know? And like, I've just been really trying to pace myself. Like I said, I'm not in a rush to do anything (laughs) and to live in the moment. I'm still a kid. And like, that's something I try to remind myself. Like I'm still only 22 and I'm like, there's still so much life that I have to live in my own personal life. Um, And that's what I also just try to tell like other young creators as well. You know, it's like, 
yes, we're eager to be creating and to be at the forefront of telling our own stories, but also we have so much time, you know, like Ava didn't pick up a camera until she was, I think, 30, I believe. And look how, look how she's killing it, you know? And so it's like, there's no rush like do it at your own pace. And it's also like, we have to live life to tell films, you know? And ultimately mm. like, having that balance is so important. Mm-hmm. We have to live life to tell films. That is so true. And I feel like that's why, you know, we see artists kind of like taking breaks to like go live life. Cause mm-hmm. it really is so important that we are prioritizing living life so that we can then actually create and bring to life these arts that are going to ultimately reflect the life that we've been living. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I am so grateful for this conversation. I feel like there's so much more that we can talk about. I feel like we ended up talking a lot about film and, and work. And normally these conversations are more so just about life, but you've had such a a successful year and and I feel like this year has been very pivotal for you for your life and so I'm really grateful to you know have shared this moment for you in this moment in time in this season because I know there's just so much more magic to come from you and I'm glad that you know you are intending to make next year more of you pouring into yourself um which I will say say that you like you know manifesting all the success that you have manifested is a reflection of you pouring into yourself (laughs) but you know aside from the professional life you know it is really important that we do that so I'm glad that that's what you're focusing on and that intention has actually been you know the root of this whole conversation And so if there's anything that you feel called to share, I want to hold space for that. But if not, it's all good. Yes. Um, I just want to say thank you for having me. Like, this was a great convo. And you asked much deeper questions than I'm usually asked, which is good. (laughs) Um, I feel like I'm trying to be more, uh, I don't know, personable with (laughs) the people in the biz watching. So, like, this was a great convo. I would say, I'm trying to think. I think to young black women specifically, like I just want to do like a call to action to that is like, if there's anything you can take from this conversation is that as long as you move with intention, your voice will always matter. And don't let, (laughs) a lot of people will tell you no in your lifetime, but don't let that get to you and don't let that be all that you are because we are here for a reason. People want to see our stories and Uh, we're going to go out with a fight and that's on period. (laughs) Amen. Beautiful. 